0: Sing for joy to God our strength, shout in triumph to the God of Jacob, lift up a song, play the tambourine, the melodious lyre and the harp, blow the horn on the day of feasting. Good morning, IBCM, on this very rainy Wednesday morning. It appears that rainy season is really here, correct? I love to hear the sound of the rain on our rooftop. It's a relaxing, and uh, I was thinking this morning how the sound of the rain on our rooftop reminds me of the fact that God has poured out, has rained down upon us His blessing, His grace, His mercy. And just as God's rain is falling upon uh, His earth today to cleanse it and refresh it, Let's, uh, let's look forward to God uh, showering us with His blessing and His grace today to refresh us and to uh, grow us, to cleanse us for His work. Well, this is a great day. Every day is a gift from God. Uh, every breath, every heartbeat is a work of His grace in our lives. And isn't it great to be alive? Isn't it great to have a relationship with God and to be filled with His Spirit. Isn't it amazing that we have been gifted eternal life, which begins on the day we receive Christ as Savior and continues forever. What a fantastic gift. Well, today, in just a little while, we're going to continue through the book of Colossians, Paul's letter to the church in Colossae. So we're going to look today at uh, verses uh 22 chapter 3 verses 22 through the first verse of chapter 4 so 3:22 to 4 in the past week or so we have focused on what the Christian life is what it means to us as individual followers of Jesus and uh, yesterday we looked at Christ in the home how the Christian life is uh, demonstrated and lived out in our homes among wives and husbands and children. uh, Loving each other, submitting to each other, uh, respecting leadership and uh, encouraging one another rather than discouraging one another. Today, we're going to look at Christ in the workplace. What it looks like to be a devoted follower of Jesus in the workplace. But before we do that, let's uh, listen to the psalmist encourage us to lift up songs of praise to God. Let's spend some time in prayer, praising and worshiping God. Uh, Each of us, uh, by the the conviction of the Holy Spirit, uh, confessing our weaknesses, our failures, our sin to God, receiving forgiveness and cleansing. Now, let's intercede for each other and for people that we love and are concerned about, and let's yield our lives at the beginning of this day to the will of the Father, uh, just as Jesus did when he was here on earth. So, let's join together in prayer. Lord God, the sound of the rain reminds us of your blessing. It reminds us of your grace which you pour out upon us abundantly. Lord, thank you. We praise you. We honor you. We respect you. We have great reverence for you. A holy fear. Not afraid, but a holy fear. A reverence. An acknowledgement and an attitude that you are the great and mighty sovereign God, ruler over all the earth. We praise you, God, for your grace poured out upon us because of the sacrifice of your one and only son, Jesus. Thank you that you love us enough to give your one and only son to die for us, for our sins on the cross. We thank You that by grace, through faith, which is a gift from You, it is a divine persuasion, it is Your persuasion by Your Holy Spirit in our hearts to trust in the work of Jesus, to repent and surrender, and to follow Him. And as a response, Your grace is poured out on us abundantly, and You give us eternal life. We thank You for that, and we praise You. And we pray that our, our lives will be a song of praise today, glorifying you, exalting you, and making you known to those around us. Father, we, we repent of our weaknesses, of our selfishness, of our sin. And right now, as each one of us are praying, we're asking for your Holy Spirit to bring to mind an attitude, a word, an action any kind of rebellion in our hearts against You so that we can confess it and receive forgiveness and cleansing and refreshment. Create in us a clean heart, O Lord. Grant to us a renewed spirit. Fill us with Your Spirit so that we can teach others Your ways. Lord, at this time we want to intercede for those that we care about. We pray for hope, and pearly and becky uh, jessica uh, pastor derek's niece um, we pray god that you will bring healing to their bodies they're struggling with cancer we pray god that through the treatments the medicines and just by your healing power that you will bring healing to their bodies we especially lift up hope and pastor adore to you um, Her cancer is far advanced, and it seems hopeless. But we're trusting you, and we're trusting you not only uh, for healing, but we're trusting you for peace. Lord, we know that those of us who are in Christ, we have no fear of death. It is simply a passing away from this life to our eternal reward in heaven. We would never pray for a person's death but we do pray God that in these days that you will strengthen hope and adore in their family and pray that uh, in these days that they their faith will shine like a light in their church and community that you would use them to draw people to Jesus Christ but we do pray that you will bring healing to her body we are never in a hopeless situation you are beyond, your strength is beyond uh, description. Your healing power is magnificent. We see it in your word and we pray we pray that you will bring it to those that we care about today. Lord, we also lift up our church planters who are working in the field. We're, we who live here in the city are a little bit envious that they have a little bit more freedom to move about and to do your work So we pray, Lord, today that you will fill them with your Spirit, energize them with the Gospel, build in them your Spirit-inspired diligence and integrity, boldness and courage to make disciples. Lord, we want to pray for our school, Spurgeon School Foundation that's housed in our church, an arm of our education ministry at IBCM. We pray, Lord, that you will continue to to sustain that school, that you will provide them more students. We're asking, Lord, that the government leaders will see the necessity of children studying and learning face-to-face. Lord, being online day after day is discouraging, and it's not the best way to teach children or anyone for that matter. So, Lord, will you please bring this pandemic to a close, and please give our leaders the The wisdom and and everything that is necessary to make wise decisions. Lord, in the meantime, we want to honor our leaders and we want to live in obedience to the rules that are placed before us. Give us wisdom and discernment and uh, we pray that you'll continue to uh, keep us healthy, each of us, as we strive to serve you. Lord, we just want to say that We give you our yes today, even before we read your scripture in Colossians. We want to yield to your will and be faithful and devoted servants for your kingdom glory. And we pray all this in Christ's name. Amen. Okay, let's read now. Colossians chapter 3, beginning with verse 22 through the first verse of chapter 4. Slaves, obey your human masters in everything. Don't work only while being watched as people-pleasers, but work wholeheartedly, fearing the Lord. Whatever you do, do it from the heart as something done for the Lord and not for people, knowing that you will receive the reward of an inheritance from the Lord. You serve the Lord Christ." For the wrongdoer will be paid back for whatever wrong he has done, and there is no favoritism. Masters, deal with your slaves justly and fairly, since you know that you too have a master in heaven. Now, the challenge in uh, understanding the application of these verses to our lives is that we don't own slaves anymore. None of us are slaves and none of us are masters. Slavery now is against the law. Thank God that bold and courageous men in the 19th century in, Amer- in the Americas, in uh, Europe, and uh, in the latter 19th century, even here in the Philippines, fought against slavery. And so now slavery is lawless. It is against the law. And so, those of us who have never been slaves or masters might find it difficult to find meaning and application to this passage of Scripture. Let me me pause here, though, and say that slavery still does exist. Though it is illegal against the law, slavery still does exist. Uh, Human trafficking is a huge problem globally. And in fact, here in the Philippines, it's a big problem. And so, personally, I'm grateful for organizations who are fighting against human trafficking, working with our law enforcement officials to put a stop to human trafficking. We should never belittle people. We should never consider anyone less than ourselves. All people are created in the image of God and created in that image, and loved by God, each person has dignity built in, created into their personhood. And so this passage reminds me, before we get into the application of this passage, this passage reminds me that I am to be humble, that I am to treat people with honor and respect, with loving compassion, and to consider that they are just as uh, loved by God, as I am. So let's let's spend some time thinking about this. What this passage means to us today, uh, in a culture, in a community of faith, where slavery does not exist, recognizing that we can uh, treat people as slaves if we force work upon them, if we uh, demean them in some way, if we attempt to rule over them like. A god, we can treat people as slaves. But let's think about the workplace this morning. I think this—I think this passage has tremendous application for the workplace. Uh, probably most of us are employees, although there are some here with us who are employers. And this passage speaks to both the the employee and the employer. Now let's also understand that. Paul's words here are, were quite radical for that day. To, to think of slaves enough to speak to them directly, to say that they are serving the Lord, to say that they have the ability to fear the Lord and to work wholeheartedly in obedience to the, to the Lord was quite radical for Paul's day. In his day... Slaves were considered no better than animals. A human slave was equivalent to the ox who pulled the plow. And so God is lifting slaves up in dignity. He's saying that you can uh, make decisions for integrity. You can live a life of integrity. You can serve the Lord. That was quite radical. So here's what... Here's what I see Paul saying to us who are employees. First of all, obedience. It's very important that those of us who are in the workplace obey our leaders. We we, uh, respond to their instructions and their commands with uh, humility and with integrity. The second thing I see here for us employees is That we work as our work is a worship and a service to the Lord. He says, don't work only while being watched, but work wholeheartedly fearing the Lord. And then he goes on to say, whatever you do, do it from the heart as something done for the Lord. I think it's very important for us who are followers of Jesus to consider our work in the workplace an act of worship and service to the Lord. We're not only obeying our bosses, but we are obeying the Lord's command to be good, hard workers with integrity and endurance. Let me, let me focus a little bit on his uh, command there, don't work only while being watched. I learned this lesson as a uh, college student. In the summertime, uh, when I was a college student, I had a summertime job, and, and I worked in a mine in Southwest Wyoming in the United States. And I was on a crew of about six young men who uh, would go down deep into the mine, about 800 feet below the surface of the earth every day, and we would work uh, in the mine. We mined a, a, a mineral. Uh, There in southwest Wyoming and we had a variety of jobs There was a conveyor belt that carried the ore to a crusher which would separate the the rock from the from the mineral And sometimes the the ore would fall off the the conveyor belt and so one of our tasks uh, Often during the week was to go to the conveyor belts and with shovels uh, Lift the uh, ore and put it back up onto the conveyor belt well this was our task one day And our foreman uh, took us to the conveyor belt that needed to be cleaned up. And uh, actually, he stayed for about an hour or so and worked with us. That was nice to see our boss working with us. But after about an hour or so, he was called to another uh, workplace to uh, attend to a problem in that workplace. And he told us, uh, sorry, guys, I've got to leave for a while, but you keep working hard. We have to get this conveyor belt uh, work back, uh, cleaned up, and back working again. So, continue to work hard, and I'll check back with you uh, in a couple hours. So we went back to the work as he left, and he had not been gone but about five minutes or so when uh, three or four of the young men said, "Hey, the boss is gone. Why are you working so hard? Let's take a break." So those three or four guys—actually, it was four guys—they they put the shovels down. They uh, leaned up against uh, a wall there in, in the mine shaft, and they took out some food from their lunch pails, and they began to snack and, and drink some coffee. And after a while, they sort of leaned back up against the wall and, and, and turned their uh, lamps off on their, on their helmets and kind of pushed them down over their eyes. And before you know it, they were, they were taking a nap. They were sleeping on the job. Well, a friend of mine and, and myself... We, we we tried to wake them up. They wouldn't listen to us, but we continued to work hard. Actually, now we had to work harder because we have a responsibility, responsibility to clean up that conveyor belt, so we're now doing the work of, of six people. Well, the foreman arrived early. He was not gone a couple of hours. He was not even gone an hour. And what did he find when he came back to our workplace? He found... Myself and my partner working diligently, and he found four men leaning up against, uh, resting up against the wall, fast asleep. Those four men were fired on the spot. Listen to what the scripture says. Don't work only while being watched, as people pleasers, but work wholeheartedly, fearing the Lord. What Paul and what the Holy Spirit is calling us to today is integrity, working with a pure heart, working with a clear conscience, recognizing that though the boss may be absent, we have a master, the Lord Jesus, our Savior, who is never absent, and His eye is always on us, and He knows whether we have integrity or whether we do not. Now imagine if the boss, the foreman, uh, knew that those four men were all claiming to be Christians, yet sleeping on the job. Not only would their reputation be soiled, but the reputation of the church of Christ followers would be soiled. And so the lesson for today is this. Many of us are working from home. The boss does not see us. We need to take heart. We need to work not as a people pleaser, but as a God pleaser. We need to have integrity, and we need to put in a full day's work with full-hearted devotion, knowing that our work is a worship, a service to the Lord. I know that's a challenge, but... By by God's grace and by God's spirit, we can have integrity and be devoted workers. Now, there's also a word to employers in this passage of Scripture. And Paul instructs masters to deal with slaves justly and fairly, since you know that you too have a master in heaven. In Paul's day, it was quite common for slave owners, masters of slaves, to be cruel and harsh and to treat people like oxen. And Paul is saying that slaves are not animals. They are people, human beings, created and loved by God. And he commands them to deal with slaves justly and fairly. Remembering that they too have a master. Every one of us has a master. And his name is Jesus. And so, those of us who are employers, those of us who manage and supervise people, we need to remember that every employee is created and loved by God. We do not show favoritism to people. That's difficult because in every workplace, every employer has uh, specific employees who are harder workers, who are most devoted and most reliable, and it's very easy to treat them with favoritism. But we do not play favorites. We treat each employee fairly and justly. We provide for their needs. We don't overwork them or make demands that are superhuman but we find a way to respect them and to honor them and to love them even as god loves them so what's the word for today i think if i were to boil down this word for the day i think the word is integrity having integrity in the workplace that is our responsibility as followers of jesus that is how christ is at play in the workplace By our integrity by our wholehearted devotion to hard work not just pleasing a boss but most importantly pleasing the Savior so let's pray that God will will create in us a desire to work hard actually work is a gift from God God works and he calls us to be at work as well Let's pray that we'll have the right attitude about work, the right attitude toward our boss or toward our employees, and that God will fill us up with integrity so that we uh, do not defame Christ or the church, but lift him up by our faithfulness. Let's pray. Father, we admit to you that sometimes each one of us can struggle against laziness or procrastination that is a that is a um, um, a deed of the flesh, but lord we we stand against that we, we We repent of that we do not want to be lazy, we do not want to be procrastinators, we do not want to be rebellious, we want to be good hardworking people with integrity so Lord, fill us with your spirit today and give us the desire to please you in all of our work, in everything that we do, whether in word or deed, in the home and in the workplace, may we do it for your glory, for your honor, and to make you known. Those of us, Lord, who supervise or manage people, we pray that you will fill us with your compassion for people, that we will not be harsh or bitter or demanding, but that we too will be humble and hardworking, faithful and devoted to providing the kind of work environment in which people can thrive and be nurtured and grow and find satisfaction and contentment in the hard work that is done. We thank you, Jesus, that you did all the hard work necessary for our salvation. You were always looking to see what the Father was doing, and you did it. You are always listening to see what the Father was saying, and you said it. May we, each one of us, no matter what our station in life, may each one of us replicate that kind of integrity. Looking to you, listening to you, working hard, speaking truth, making you known. And we pray all this in Christ's powerful name. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining with me this morning and the others on the, on the group for our morning devotional. I pray that you'll have a good day, that this, uh, this rainy day today will not discourage you uh, some, or, or make you depressed, but this will be a refreshing day, and that you'll experience the presence of God and the showers of His blessing today as you serve Him and uh, love Him and make Him known. God bless you. Have a great day, and I look forward to seeing you in the morning.